0: Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey, and I'm Chantal Renee, and And we love love sex and and horror. horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey, and I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted, sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex sex and and horror. Good evening, and welcome to the Sex and Horror podcast. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Hi. Tonight, we have Nicole Six. A horror author on with us, and we're gonna have a good time. Sorry, okay. and you know how I know we're gonna have a good time because how? Nicole writes horror, and she's a dirty girl. Hello. I'm here. Oh. I'm here. Okay. Is that an accurate description? I found that on your Instagram. Uh, I only caught
1: part of what you said. since so that write horror? Oh, my God, really? <laughs>
0: Same here. You broke up on us. Oh, my God. Because I was like, oh, my God, did I say something wrong? <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say
1: she, she writes horror and she's a fabulous bitch. No, you didn't say that? <laughs>
0: I, I said dirty girl
1: oh a dirty girl yes well it's the same fabulous bitch I mean we're fabulous bitches welcome to the club
0: girl yeah I, hey. I said dirty I said dirty girl because I got that off of her uh her Instagram
1: yeah I, uh, that was um so my friend has a movie and in it I can't talk too much about it give very many specifics but in it he has girls who are stalking so I did this video or I did this uh
0: in the hotel room, it was kind of like an audition thing so I could get the part that he has in mind for me. Mm-hmm. That's what that was about. Oh, nice. Oh, very, very nice. Cool. Are these like fishnet stockings? Yeah. Oh, lovely. I got long legs. <laughs> really? How tall are you? I'm 5'9". Oh, nice. You're the third. It's nice
1: to have long legs. Girl, I have short, steady ones and a long torso, so I'm basically almost like a short person. Oh, whatever the whatever the whatever the PC term is.
0: Little little person.
1: <laughs> little person. Dice and I think are similar in height, but she's got a regular proportioned body.
0: I'm five four and a half. On the do, on the dot. You got a half over me. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and Nicole, you're like the third tall woman that we've had on. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, our life.
1: It was over what was Jay? six foot or six foot one? Wow.
0: I, did she did she say six three or something? Oh my. Yeah, she was super tall. Yeah. Uh, she is not was she
1: is super tall. And then she loves going to the cons like horror conventions. She writes mm-hmm. horror as well. And then she wears like four inch uh, shoes like platform shoes, four to five inch platforms. So she's like m- like a monster so tall. It's awesome. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I have a hard time wearing heels because it just makes me feel unbalanced because I am so tall. There's like so much leg that there was this, uh, there's this oh, TV series called Masters of Horror. I don't know if you ever saw it. Oh, yeah. They have, they have the deer woman as one of the monsters, and that's what I feel like every time I
0: put on heels. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the show The Tall Girl? I think that's the name of it. No, the tall girl. It's a, it's about this girl who was uh, bullied in school for being so tall. Oh, no, I haven't. It's a Netflix show. My daughter said she loved it. She watched it. I didn't. I didn't watch it. It looked like it was maybe uh, for high schoolers. But um, yeah, it's she. She was bullied, and I think she learned to embrace her height. Uh, uh, hopefully, she stepped on
1: their faces. <laughs> <laughs> in Colorado and then I came back Wow I've never met anyone that actually is from LA I lived there for a year and it was not my favorite thing Yeah, Yeah, it was not my favorite thing You know, I thought it would too but I'm so used to Texas weather when it rains so much that I always felt like it was super dirty everywhere I'm like, what is it going to rinse off around here? (laughs) Yeah, we don't get a lot of rain, that's for sure
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And I felt like one small earthquake and I was like, yep, that's it it was like a 4.3 or something. It wasn't even like a, probably a real earthquake, but I was like, no. Well, when I went to Houston briefly, uh, the the weather is different even then. Like, Texas, you have nice hot rain. It's really nice, actually. Yeah, we have very, very hot rain, hot days, hot cold. <laughs> it's not been like real winter in Houston, girl. I've been calling it the summer winter. It's just now cooling off here.
0: <laughs> wow. And the other thing
1: I like about Houston is you have street pizza. Like, people just driving around with pizza. <laughs> we <laughs> we don't do. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty crazy. We have a lot of those vendors, though. You guys don't have food vendors that much there, do you? We, like have, we have Mexican food vendors. So, you know, if you want to get some elote or get some fruit, <laughs> you can do
0: that. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and how does... Colorado differ, uh, other than I'm sure it's real cold and all that. Colorado, I don't think we have any vendors
1: except uh, hot dog vendors is the only thing. I can remember having in Colorado. They probably now have uh, edible
2: vendors. (laughs) 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 I wonder what it's changed since
1: I've been back is what I'm thinking. But that would be Uh, in L.A. uh,
2: too,
0: right?
1: The weather, the joke about Colorado weather
0: is if you don't like it, wait 15 minutes, it'll change. It's the same here too, yeah. But at least they get real snow. We
1: don't get snow. Yeah, it's too hot and. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Mm. So if you ever want to like escape really, really cold, which you never get it over there anyway, but yeah, Houston's good for all staying warm. Well, out here in California, it's like if it's below 60, we're cold, you know? <laughs> right. Or what's this? Once you, once you get used to the hot weather, you just. It, it, it's very wussy about the cold weather. Any amount of cold, any
0: little wind or breeze are like, burn, and just any sort of rain, we freak out. <laughs> yeah. You know, also on your Instagram, um, you have that you grew up in the foster care system in Colorado? And I did, yes. Or th- that might have been your Amazon page. I can't remember. That was my Amazon page. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and speaking of Amazon, um, you have horror books you have some books that I checked out on there and you mentioned that you the horrors of the, fo- the foster care system did did that have some influence in you writing horror Uh yeah it had
1: influence on me in the fact that I enjoyed reading horror first okay I became a writer when I ran out of books to read Mhm and so I read Stephen King growing up like Regularly. I, I would say that Stephen King has the biggest impact on my life of any living person, you know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, uh, that's awesome. So, my all my stories... Oh, mm-hmm. No, I was just going to say, my friend, I'm, real quick, my friend uh, Veronica and I are big Stephen King fans, and we've already decided when he dies, we're going to walk from Texas to his home, so you can join us. <laughs> You're going to walk? Yeah, as a, as a tribute to Stephen King, we're kind of crazy. <laughs> I was like, that's how you're going to need to camp on the road. <laughs> like the oh, TV for sure. Morning. We're just going to, like, add people as we go, and, like, a thousand people are going to show up at his, his, uh, his funeral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, you were saying your friends? Oh, no, no, I was saying one of my stories. Every story I write is based off of something real that happened, and I throw monsters in it. Mm-hmm. I There's so much fucked up shit around us as an adult
2: shit happens to me mm-hmm. but
1: I still there's stuff in the news and the media that impacts me I get my inspiration from bad things that have happened to people
0: right
1: yeah well you guys are the number one state California for human trafficking we're number two but you're number one state now okay. Houston's number one city but California is number one state yeah it could get scary out here for sure we talk about it
0: often do you have personal experiences, Nicole, with the occult, paranormal, psychic, or any horror elements, stuff well, like yeah.
1: that? I yeah, I'm a witch, and I've seen weird shit for real, so. Mm-hmm. I think everybody always has that one story about something spooky that happens, they can't explain.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, Do you have a story like that to, to tell us?
1: Do you wanna know my scary story? Yeah. Uh, let it, if you're cool with it. Yeah, we love yeah, it. fine. The one, okay, so uh, one, one time I was a teenager, I was sleeping in the basement at one of my foster homes, and something came into the room with me and put a hand over my face. And so I couldn't move. I was in full sleep paralysis.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: couldn't do anything. And then when I finally was able to like wake up enough to get out of the bed, and I was upstairs, it followed me up the stairs, and my Rottweiler, above us saw it, and it was freaking out. And I know that that story always sticks with me as the one that's the spooky thing, because other things i could explain away but that one the dog saw it too so you Mm. know it was real it Mm -hmm. wasn't like just some sleeping hallucination it was really an invader in my house and it wasn't like the house was haunted i never saw anything else in there it was just like
0: something just wandered right on through is there an explanation for that i mean like why would it be something that was was coming after you in your home was there anything going on that would make you think i don't think so i think it was just passing through hmm
1: that sticks with me the most because everything else you can kind of explain away, you know, like, well, maybe I was tired or there was this one time there was stuff making noise in the house that it turned out to be squirrels inside the ventilation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I'm always searching for a rational explanation because I'm so
0: skeptical, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes there are things you just can't explain. Right, right. And how, how does this uh, factor into you being a witch? Well, that's different. Uh, when I do my
1: stuff with summonings and stuff like that, that's the, if you were to do something spooky like that, we, when you uh, do a summoning, you're really just making a covenant with a with a, a spirit from another place. Mm-hmm. And you are... You usually, before you're able to summon something, have had quite the uh, relationship with it already. Mm. And so I work with crystals mostly. But if, in regards to get cold. I'm very familiar with how it happens. I have friends with someone. How long have um, you been practicing? My whole life, I like started practicing at was eight. It was just something I was naturally good
0: at. I could predict things that were going to happen. Hmm. Did it Did it have any influence um, with uh, you being in the foster care system? Did it, did either one of those influence the other? No, I
1: thought foster care was just really rough because uh, there's uh, always your and you're always starting over, mm-hmm. I was just always drawn to the occult. Okay. Like, I was always drawn to spooky stuff. You remember Return of the Living Dead? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, was, I remember that was the first horror film I ever watched. I was way too young. I shouldn't have been watching it at all, but
0: mm-hmm. I was just
1: drawn to it. I just like spooky stuff.
0: Okay, gotcha. That's awesome. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
1: So what, what would you consider your practice? Like, a, are you... Do you follow a deity? Do you are you a pagan or would you consider yourself Wiccan? What would you consider yourself? I'm actually, uh, what I do is called source work, because uh, actually I'm Christian, and that means that you believe that there is one source of everything on top, and then there are the other things, there are the spirits that you would. You, I'm using the word spirit. Other people use the word demon, but I don't like that word for it because it's just they're fallen. I, I like to say fallen angels are still angels. So earthbound spirits are what I consider them.
0: Okay. Okay. That's
1: interesting. So it's like not the Maria. Yeah. it's if people do the people who summon demons, they have packs with them, they communicate with them, they make deals and arrangements. And that
2: part's all very real to so the whore and within community. hmm. But with,
1: there's different degrees of witchcraft.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I pick up Wandering things mostly. I don't actually summon anything, but certain things wanders through, and it's almost like they want to take a look at me,
0: you know. Hmm. Do you do you use any? Do you use like Ouija boards? I know Chantel, she collects them. She has over thirty.
1: I don't like Ouija boards because you never know who's going to answer.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: that's the thing. Like I don't. I don't really believe in ghosts. I believe in these spirits. but so I think that when you die, your body becomes energy, like the human soul, and. Sometimes you go up to heaven, but those that don't go up to heaven, they linger around. Mm. And so to me, that's how I see things. I, I like the word spirit. Okay. Most mediums do say they, could, they connect with spirit as a general term, which is basically saying, you know, it could be, not necessarily saying an individual spirit, but spirit itself, meaning a, a type of energy that they're connecting to when they're doing readings. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, when I do tarot, I'm sure things show up. Uh, tarot for me is more about human will, and so that's why the, when you pick those cards—and not me—like when I'm, I'm just the medium. When the person I'm giving the reading to picks those cards, there's it's a light casting lots, and it's very individual to them. It's it's hard to explain, but basically, it's just will. Mm-hmm. I believe in will. Okay. Okay. Because we well, have it, a soul it's very similar, and yeah, It's very similar to what I would I've said in the past. It's, a will would be your intention. You have the desire, desire towards something. So it comes down to what you intend and what you're looking to get answers to. Yes. Would you say that would work for what you what you're saying there? Exactly. And when you're doing something intuitive like tarot reading what it just gives me a glance at what your life is it shows me a little bit of the present a little bit of the future a little bit of the past and that's enough for me to give you advice on
0: and that's just how it works but it's all about the intention of the person picking the cards Mm. which is the your favorite book of yours that you've written and why some fucked up
1: shit series right now I'm working on some fucked up shit witches which is, which is why I've been delving a little bit more to the occult mm-hmm. because I don't summon demons but I have friends to do and I like learning about how it works I like learning about things like masonry and you know just all the different stuff out there I want to know real magic for while I'm writing this book and uh the some fucked up shit series started with just some fucked up shit which I named it that because was sitting on my computer editing and I thought to myself, damn, I write some fucked up
2: shit. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I thought, wouldn't it be cool to just bring back kind of like scary stories to read after the dark, but like for adults. Mm-hmm. So I started the whole section. Some fucked up shit, some fucked up shit goes, and now we're some fucked up shit witches. Mm. And a publisher in Australia is interested, so I might end up changing the whole format now. Because now it'll be the next level. Congratulations on that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Because it's different than just putting out where it's available on Amazon and that part of the novel. This will actually get it on shelves. And I think that when you see the title, you're either 100% with it or you're not. And I like that because it gives you the chance to, for the people that I want to read it, they're going
0: to love it. Right. Hey, are you getting any pushback, though, like to change the title or anything?
1: Some people think it's too aggressive in the title, but...
0: Those not, aren't your people. <laughs> I, I think exactly, they're not my people. Yeah, Gotcha. words used
1: on regular tvs it's just it's not you know everything's changing a lot in our society i feel yeah i agree i mean technically fucking shit aren't bad words bad words are words that are
0: used to hurt people right i i never understand why people get so caught up on uh the words that we've considered to be curse words fuck shit i mean who said that they were bad words when did that start and why are we perpetuating it <laughs>
1: Again, I think bad words are just like like the C word or the B word. Mm-hmm. I don't
2: use them to describe people because they're just rude. But I still use the word asshole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: think I've ever called anyone a bitch. Mm. Uh, I just, I wouldn't, I don't do things like that. Mm-hmm. And I definitely never called anyone the C word. I don't even like saying it.
0: Mm. Uh, so with your, your experience in actual occultism and would any memoirs or autobiographies in your future instead of just fiction I get asked
1: to write them
0: like different people want my story because of the foster
1: care thing but the truth is I don't want to write it
2: mm-hmm.
1: like I think I 100% know where you're coming from <laughs> I've had the same conversation for my whole life the career is the writer too and I'm just like you. I don't want to live it I don't want to write about it <laughs> exactly I'm like it wasn't I lived through it. I got
0: out of it. That's how I feel, you know? hmm So with fiction, is I more... I revisit it. Fiction is more fiction than... A... Is more
1: fun, too, because I can add the monsters to it. If I ever did write an autobiography, it'd probably be like Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Mm-hmm. That you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so there would be all this extra stuff I'd add in, and you could tell if it was true or not. So
0: That's writing... how I do it. Writing is escapism for you, then. Exactly. hmm Well, like
1: I said, I started writing cause I read
0: read
1: so mm-hmm. I, I love going to a bar and writing. It's the best
0: catharsis for me. Really? You can concentrate in a bar? Oh I go to a quiet bar. I'm very good
1: at finding a bar first that I want to write at. I nice. don't think on ambience. Nice. Right
0: now I've been writing
1: at the W Hotel
0: Bar. Like, oh no, nice. beautiful there. That's interesting. That's a that's a new one. Is it the uh, is the ones? Kind of oh, oh you're you're coming up. Oh is it the ambience, like the the, the the decorum and all that? Yes, it's the ambience. Mm. I like,
1: I don't know, I guess I just always liked hotel. Mm. And just, hotel bars are usually not slammed. Very good place to write. Before that, I would write at the sushi bar. A lot of my, you know, everything I write involves me sitting at a place other than home. I have a hard time writing at home. I like to go out and be. That's the same one. Yeah, the same way. It's so weird. Yeah, I just... I need to be out, and, and I
0: feel like if I'm home, I'm going to be doing something else. exactly. And we're doing the stuff that you're doing here at home. Mm. You're like the long legged version of me. <laughs> <laughs> so it is women in horror, mom. So um, I'm, I'm trying to keep pulling out some of your horror stuff so we can talk about that and your horror background, um, anything occult related. And also, I noticed that you have, uh, you're a cat person. You and Chantel also have that in common. Do you, do you I have black you have cat? the, in the a cat <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You have a black cat? That's staple, right? I do have. I have a black cat and a white cat. Mm-hmm. Mine's is just all
1: white. I would love to have a black kitty, but I mean, I've had black cats my whole life though, so. Yeah, they were uh, from the same litter. They were twins—a little yin and a little yang.
0: Hmm. That's so cute. That's awesome. One of our previous guests uh, put us in contact with each other. Digger Mesh, how do you know him? Do you have you worked with him on any projects? Yes, I
1: did. I helped him with his fundraiser for Agent Eighty
0: Eight. Oh, nice!
1: Which is a, a film that is going to be made about uh, the world's oldest, most dangerous assassin,
0: hmm. and she's eighty-eight years old. Mm-hmm. And I helped him raise a hundred grand on uh, Kickstarter. Nice. Are you, so that was good grounding for you to be able to raise money for your own, uh, I'm guessing that you probably have an interest in turning your books into film at some point? Yes, uh,
1: Digger and I are actually talking about maybe uh, using one of the short stories as a a little feature, we'll
0: see. Mm Mm-hmm, very good. Digger makes amazing work, so. Mm Mm-hmm. Shout out to Digger, thanks for putting us in touch. Yeah. I know he has a, another film coming out. Or do you have anything with uh, Fire Woman? Yeah,
1: Fire Woman, which is about a real witch. That and he even found her actual family and her descendants when he was writing it. hmm That's one hell of a story he was telling us about. That that seems just unbelievable. Just
0: a few years ago, for that to that, Mm-hmm. That's
1: crazy. Yeah.
0: Are you going to be? Are you involved in that in any way?
1: Uh, I'm helping out with some other projects. If he wants my help with that, I would help. Right now we're also putting together an art show though.
2: Oh. And that's a,
1: kind of our main focus. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's we're right, on. he did do art. I forgot that. Yeah, so it's called 143 Love Legion. That's
0: mm-hmm. like 143 artists. Nice, and that's gonna be in LA then. Is that the one that's in LA or in New York? It'll be in LA,
1: but some of the artists are from New York.
0: Okay, gotcha. What kind of art do you do?
1: Uh, I actually do acrylic painting, but I, uh, oh, nice. I, I consider my work my art. I, I think that when I write my poems, people say it, it's very, it's almost like poetry the way I write. See, and I started off writing poetry. That's kind of how I dealt with my life was poetry. And girl, now I might have told the story on there before, and I'm sure Dicey's heard it before. Um, but when I first started writing the book, because I was always nervous to do that, so I was like, all right, well I'm gonna give it a try. I Joined a group, and they're like they're like, okay, so you don't take three paragraphs to describe a field of grass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but why not? I no, <laughs> like it's very loved. It. I know, right? <laughs> and now you'd be happy it would be like a miracle for me to describe grass in more than one sentence because now I'm like just fast 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 I don't want to linger so much and sometimes it makes me crazy to read like Anne Rice or even some Stephen King where I'm like okay that's a little too much I'm done with that let's move on I know what you mean Anne Rice does a very she does very descriptive work yeah and, and so is Stephen so King now. but yeah. Stephen King is great with dialogue and so just and so he just way. Uh, Stephen King's still my favorite writer. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Did you enjoy uh, Dr.
0: Sleep? Yes, I did. When you mentioned hotels, I was thinking about Dr. Sleep. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. I like
1: 1408 as far as films go, adaptations. 1408 was a Stephen King story as well. Absolutely, that was a great one. Yeah, it was lovely. Good movie. Adaptations of Stephen King's work is very difficult. Every once in a while though, they put out something good. Hmm. I haven't seen... Uh, yet
0: yeah, I've only read it Doctor Sleep. I haven't seen the movie yet. Did you guys to see it? I have. Yeah. Is, I I saw it opening story too? opening day. Okay. Yeah. How does it hold
1: up? Well, I feel like there's just some things you can't communicate as always with between books and film because you get so much more of the characters' inside dialogue than you do in a yeah. movie but they did drop out the stuff about the grandmother and him being related and that was i love that part i love that connection so we never know in the movie
0: that they're related we actually did a whole podcast episode on on that that, uh, movie um yeah yeah, the the old and the new yeah we did a comparison on those and and chantel gave us the insight on what was different from the books too yeah it was good though i did enjoy it and
1: I enjoyed, of course, the book so much better, and it actually brought a tear to my eye. Well, I was disappointed, and and again, we already did this, but I will tell you because you haven't seen it. Um
0: How does modeling uh, factor into all of your your many goals and uh, and and hobbies I do it for promotional stuff because like people
1: don't really have a chance to connect to me and so I take
0: a lot of pictures mm-hmm. as a way Is, uh, yeah. Where does Grindhouse Indie Babe come in? Is that the, the, the Stockings movie you were talking about? Uh, exactly.
1: It is very Grindhouse. And uh-huh. I like that
0: kind of stuff.
2: Uh-huh. I, just, I think I'm
1: at a place in my career where I have a little cult following, mm-hmm uh-huh. is enough
0: to mm-hmm. make sure that I can stay in production Mhm. and do you have a, a day job or is this your day job the- no I just write I take uh, I
1: take these little gigs on the side too nice, like nice I have one I have one copywriting gig right now mm-hmm. I also do terror
0: readings as a way to meet
1: up with people oh, wow. so I like to get to know the people that find me online and someone that aren't you scared I'm like no I
0: meet them in a public place it's fine okay good is this something that there's a, is there an uptick in traffic for you around Halloween or is this an all year long thing? People just look for you and seek you out all the time.
1: Well, I, there's so much space between when I write books, but I just stay active with uh, my fans and my followers
2: mm-hmm. so that when I
1: release the book, then I sell usually 4,000 copies. Good. Yeah. I make
0: hmm. a lot of money off of the so shit goes. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, for real. Some
1: fucked up shit is still in sale. People, Everyone who's newly always gets that book. You know? you know, we're having some really great new conventions here in Houston. You should totally try to come down. We're having the best little horror con in Texas for the That's first awesome. time this year. Oh, my God. It's going to be exciting. Um, and it would be so cool to see you out here selling your books. Well, let we'll see if something opens up for me. Tell me about your art. Like, what does it look like? What kind of things do you like to paint? Uh, I did deconstructions of stuff. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it. I think, I, I, I must, I'm an expressionist. That's why I am, if I had to describe my, my style. And I do a lot of sketching, more so. That's nice. So, not I necessarily do. abstract, you don't think? No, I'm not abstract. I'm an expressionist, which means I take things, but it, it kind of looks like wood carving, If I describe it, like stuff you find in old books. Oh, that that's sounds great. About. I, I do really weird things. Like I I've done um a human slash goat demon thing <laughs> And then like yeah, and then like an old school fifties baby doll's head baby doll head with like a little
0: lazy eye. I just do weird shit. That's cool. Nicole, do did, did you go to school for art or what I- Mm-hmm.
1: While I was in college, I realized I just enjoyed writing more. Yeah. But the economy wasn't
0: doing very good, so I was worried about having a job. hmm But I dropped out, and I haven't regretted it. Writing is what I love to do, and people seem to buy it, so it works. Good.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I'm
0: really excited about this Australian publisher. I hope that works out because I would like to get on shelves in Europe. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I've, absolutely.
1: You ever been to Australia? I European fans, but they order off Amazon.
0: Right. Have you ever been to Australia? I'm sorry, what? Have you ever been to Australia? No, I
1: have not. I would love to go.
0: Yeah.
1: It's really sad about the fire and everything over there. I hated to hear about. Yeah. I, you know, I, the the mammal animals, I was sad about, but not the uh, not the millions of spiders have probably been. <laughs> I can't. I can't the spiders going. They had some really creepy giant spiders up there.
0: Yes, they do. You know, we we I briefly mentioned about you, um, uh, probably wanting your work to be uh, in film at some point. What are what are your ultimate goals? Like what, what do you want where do you see yourself? I would body? like to be on shows that anyone can just stop and see
1: it and like just pick it up. I get it. So I have some sort of shit. Mm-hmm. I think it's an impulse buy. I think people would really like it if they could just walk past it at a bookstore. And so I'd like to be on shows and I would like Ideally, I would like
2: to have something
1: like Tales from the Crypt happen with my work, you know? Ah. Because this is, this is a series, you could easily take each story and make it a TV episode. Mm-hmm. And whether it sounds great, where, like what well, we're working on, me and or if it's an hour, I think it should easily be adapted into a TV series.
0: Mm-hmm. And what about your, your modeling and your acting and, and all the other, in your art projects? Mm-hmm. It's
1: not my, not the thing that I consider myself first. You know, it's just not your match. Yeah, but I, with the right director, I have fun doing it. It's, it's something I do for fun that just actually helps draw attention to my writing. Because either if people meet me, but you're an artist. Who you are, how you express yourself publicly, is how you also part of how you sell the work. Because you're you're packaging an image,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so
0: if I'm working with a really fun director or a really fun photographer, I just uh, I just enjoy doing it. Yeah. I totally feel that. Yeah, that's awesome. Let me also say, and I'm going to go ahead and put this on the record. This, uh, my, my program that's running in the back to record this, th- this is the first time this thing has acted up like this ever. And so for those of you who listen to our podcast on a regular basis, you may have heard us speak about people who... Um, who are, are affected by the energies and stuff like that. Chantelle can tell you the technical parts of it. But when we had our psychic medium on before Katrina, we had some issues with the, the technology. And we have had the fucking shit <laughs> just us <crack it> out. I don't to blame for that, but i definitely a real witch. And so, um, you know, sometimes those those frequencies are disturbed. And there's definitely some disturbance going on. We were supposed to record last night. And that didn't happen because I could just never could get our, our app to work. And we hadn't had any problems with it in the, the past few months. And then um, this is my backup. And I've never had any problems with this. The sound might not be as crisp. But it, I've never had a problem with the app not picking it up, and it is doing the funkiest stuff in the background. I just want to let y'all know that, huh? Maybe I need to come save your house, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want all my demons. <laughs> oh, okay,
1: never
0: mind. Never you know, mind. <laughs> I, I've, been, I've embraced my demons, I don't want them to go anywhere. I need them. <laughs> all right, well, then tell them to be
1: hey, you know, harm.
0: Yeah, work with us, not against us. Yes, (laughs) I need you to get in the system and make it work. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Well, you know all our listeners, they enjoy everything we talk about. And um, I do want to do a quick shout out to a listener. And I believe her name was Andrea, but if it's not, I totally apologize. We met in the middle of a bar that was a little bit noisy and loud. And she... uh, did uh, read my series, and then she started listening to the podcast. And because of our podcast, she is now exploring the BESM world and is enjoying her life. And I just want to give her a shout out. I apologize again if I said your name incorrectly, um, but I really did enjoy meeting her. And it's really cool to know that anything you're saying tonight, Ms. Nicole, could actually influence somebody who's out there going, well, I don't know if I want to be an artist, if I want to be a writer, if I want to be an actress. Like, I don't know, an actor. You know, what do I want to do? And you can do all those things, guys. Yes, I hmm If you're good at it, absolutely. Well, that's just it. You can be you can be good at a lot of things, not necessarily an expert at everything. Exactly. Like, you, I you just said, go with what you Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go with your passion. I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you, grow up, make oddities um, I dig up cat bones, I don't know if you he ever heard of him wow. our, our episode, and I make necklaces with their bones, um, and I paint, but I, my passion is in writing, and I'm a hairstylist, I've been doing hair for 28 years. So are a Jill of all trades. I, yeah, I just try to do all kinds of things, and, and I enjoy being creative, and I love to hear that you're doing the same thing. Thank you. I think we, you just follow your passion, and with art, yeah, there's so many different ways to make art, you know? And as long as you're making art, you're going to be doing just fine. Because art makes you happy. Art is yes. part of your soul and helps to fill it. Like there's a real, like I use the as catharsis, so when you finish something, there's such a feeling of completion. And it's just, it's like you're using life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, if you ever do Make It Down South, we, the three of us should get together and do some photos. Uh, we met a lady who does photo shoots, or she allows photo shoots to be done in the scenes she builds for haunted houses. Oh, that is amazing. I would love to Isn't that there. so cool? They're like boudoir photos and a scene for haunted houses. That would be awesome. The next time I travel down there, I'll be sure to look you guys up. That would be so much fun. We wouldn't have any room in the photo
0: with Dicey's girls. Dicey's girls are big. <laughs> 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 do you do you write uh, sex scenes in your in your work?
1: Mm-hmm. When I write sex scenes, I
0: like them to linger with you. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, it's some fucked of shit. <laughs> Good. Uh, Disturbing sex scenes. And speaking yeah, of which, like, like like Chantel just mentioned about the girl that got involved in BDSM. Do you do you do that type of thing? Any type of fetish worker or, or writing? No, uh, but I, I'm very close to a
1: lot of people who work in dom dominance. This is uh, packaging out here. Mm-hmm. Like so. When, there are multiple types of clubs we have for it out here in California. Obviously, Californians are pretty open about these sort of things. Mm-hmm. So, I different couples I know in the scene that are pretty much, that's all they do. Yeah. And I, I have no problem with it. I've just never been, a, I'm just, like, one of the guys I'm seeing right now. Really rough, and I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I haven't personally been in a submissive
0: or dominant relationship. Gotcha. I, you said one of the guys you're seeing, are you polyamorous or you just date, you know, cause you're single and you can date multiple. Uh, I'm just dating right now. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And I noticed that we have, uh, Mickey Mod in common on Instagram. Do you know him personally? No, I'm guessing he probably added me because we I'm a mutual friend. Oh, okay. He's a porn star. <laughs> oh, okay. I know a lot of porn stars. Yeah. I'm Jessica James passed away. Oh, mm mm-hmm. Who else do you know? Uh, I mean, in the porn. Friend, basically. Oh, okay. All right.
1: Is that, a, is that a common occurrence you think out there in Hollywood that you run into people in some form of the show business? Yeah. Kind of friend each other? Yeah. I, I like that. I like that they're open about who they are. Yes.
0: They're respect partners. Yes, exactly. It, from what I can tell, they seem to be the most honest and open people that I know. Yeah. We, uh, we did, we
1: did oh, a great... Oh, yeah. We did a great interview with Nathan Br- uh, Nathan Br- Br- Bronson
2: mm-hmm. okay.
1: and he told us, the one thing you gotta know about getting into porn is you're gonna get herpes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. He's like, every porn star says, no, this isn't gonna happen, but they all secretly know you're gonna get herpes. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> it kept <cares laughs> me from wanting to be a porn star, I'm not sure if that really deterred Dice either. <laughs> oh man, I don't wanna get herpes. <laughs> I <laughs> so. That's so awful. Did I say his
0: name right, Dicey? Yeah, Nathan Bronson. Yes. I know.
1: Jessica James did not have herpes, so maybe not everybody gets it. <laughs> there you go. Now, Who is this? That passed away? I haven't heard about her. Uh, she was much bigger when she was younger, but she developed her own. Uh, she uh, developed her own website, and she was just marketing herself very well. But she still is going in her forties.
0: Was this a suicide? She had had some problems. This was a suicide, right? What? This was a suicide? No. Oh. She uh, had
1: a seizure.
0: Oh, okay. I haven't heard about this one then. Sorry. Yeah. Rest in peace, Jessica. But there were pills on her bedstand because she took the pills, but she didn't off herself or anything. She just had a lot of health issues because Um. of years of COVID. Oh, wow. I I hadn't heard about that one. Yeah, she uh,
1: passed away last year at the end of the year. Mm. oh wow well, like November and
0: she's been a good friend of mine for a long time so I was very sad about that oh, I'm sorry. oh wow you know what I do remember a bunch of people because I think um, I think a bunch of people tweeted out um, how because Seth tweeted out about her too Seth Gamble I think I yeah. did see a bunch of people tweeting out rest in peace to her I didn't I didn't uh, I, w- I didn't know her work you know but I did uh, I remember people saying something about it last year when it happened I'm sorry you lost yeah. your friend
1: Mm. I think it's so important that people stay in touch and she had a lot of friends but not a lot of close friends, I always do that. Yeah, someone mm-hmm. in a crowd of thousands, so um, yeah. it's wild how that can happen, especially when you're a creative person.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I have my own close-knit little group of people, but beyond that, it's
1: it's interesting when you're doing anything that you have fans for. You just It's a different relationship you have with your fans than you do with your friends. Uh-huh. And she was very sure. she was very close with her fans, Like she did a good job meeting them and connecting to them, and I really respected her for
2: that. That's uh-huh. cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you were saying earlier, you create a persona, and that's an image, and that's who you are for people. And you, you know, it's really funny when I meet people that have listened to us on the show, and read my books or what have you and I'm like oh my god I must seem like a whole different person than what they've read you know? <laughs> and I think of course a lot of it is, is being drawn out because Dicey is like so much more knowledgeable about the sex part of our show and I'm like wow what's that Dicey
0: that's cause I'm a porn
1: addict <laughs> <laughs> hey you'll be proud of me I, I was uh, led to a new discovery on Pornhub Vlad the Impaler have you guys seen this dude yeah no, oh my gosh is
0: that yes that, is
1: that a name for his penis <laughs> it is oh it is literally the arm of a 12 year old boy or the arm of a 15 year old boy it, it's, it's It's not saying that i'm like oh my god sometimes they're too big <laughs> and he's a he's a russian dude and he doesn't really speak english but it i you know obviously it doesn't
2: matter he doesn't <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, just, I'm going to recommend, since
2: you guys have a BDSN community, I'm going to recommend Pascal Subslit. It's a porn that I like to watch. What is and it?
0: It's, a, it's called Pascal Subslit. Pascal Subslit? Uh, it's him. He's a Dom, and so everything is Dom with him. Okay. Wow, okay. We have had another Dom on, too, Mr. Plus One. He gave us some inside scoops. I wonder, you know, it'd be kind of cool Dicey, if we did
1: get a hold of somebody who does the BDSM in Europe and see the difference and kind of, you know, interview somebody like that. That'd be kind of cool. That would be cool. I don't know if you get a hold of a Pascal, but you should at least check out his work. Hmm, I, will. I will. Yeah, thank you so a <laughs> good job. <laughs> She'll know what's, what's what. I'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> you, can, uh, uh, you can watch it on YouPorn if you want. Like, they do teaser episodes.
0: You mm-hmm. can see a little bit of it for free to head it out. Alright, I oh, will. <laughs> that's pretty cool. No I watch porn. I like porn. Who are your favorites? She, I mean, Pastel. I, I, pastel uh, is your favorite? Okay.
1: Um, I like, well, because I like, I watch it on I watch it on Unicorn, not even Pornhub anymore because I can watch it for free now. So I, I that's why she was so important. She had her own website, uh-huh. and, uh, Justin, because that's like one of the final ways people can make money these days. Is right. To yourself. Right. And I think it's the same thing with books too. It's very difficult. You have to have a connection to the readers. They have to you have to be like a Bukowski or something, you know? Well, yeah. absolutely. And even if you get published by a big five, you still have to be out there in the community making yourself known. Yeah. And and they don't necessarily it's not like the old days they don't book you these big tours you have to go promote yourself and i only know this because i've done stuff at like barnes noble and various places and i've met you know people who are published by like penguin and different things and they're like oh where did you get your big you know pop-up poster and and they want to know because they don't do that for themselves normally
0: right is it weird watching your friends in the videos um nicole
1: you know, I didn't ever watch J.J.'s work. Okay. Oh, okay. I took her, I, well, what happened is uh, her name, she called her, her nickname is J.J., and she would work at daytime, and then at nighttime, I'd take her out to party in Hollywood, because I go to all these VIP events, and so she'd often be my plus one. Mm-hmm. Nice. I just made sure I got her out of the house a lot. Yeah. She didn't have a lot of
0: friends. Mm -hmm. I've I've heard that Uh, and and Nathan says that all the time too that it's a very lonely business you know that you would think that being surrounded by people all this time and then you're very intimate with them that it would be different but he said it was very lonely a lot of them say that Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. so you would just drag her out with you what's one of the craziest stories you have with her? Uh, I once hooked her
2: up with
1: this DJ and she referred to him as big dick DJ dude that's awesome wondering how big is it if a porn star is calling you a big dick right. <laughs> he's Vlad's brother. <laughs> oh wow. So, yeah she was really cool. She was very down there earth. Uh-huh. I liked her a lot. So with all the different things that you that you're into on your daily and like in your daily life do you do any kind of you dress up like Dante or are you more I mean you did say you're Christian, so I didn't know Oh um, well, I don't. I don't dress. It. I, I I look like a bohemian goth right now. Uh, so okay. usually I wear velvet, but I've been wearing sort of bohemian dresses lately. But I don't usually always wear in velvet. And specifically, I used to wear black velvet because I could wear it when I both. It was something I could wear in Hollywood and in the V.I.P. areas of Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, so Mm-hmm. Sure, but It seems I like I might have liked LA better if I had met you because you probably could have shown me the fun stuff to do. I, mm-hmm. I did never feel like I had anything fun to do there. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't even find a decent job as a hairdresser until I started dropping the names of people that I've done before. And I thought, that's just silly. They, they're never going to come to me. They were in Houston. Why would they come here? But it's just, like, I guess, a matter of them knowing I knew have to handle myself. I don't know yeah it is image is so important to Los Angeles Los Angeles is basically a town based off image and oh, also yes. like there's even being a celebrity there's so many celebrities everywhere I you could I've worked with John Carpenter and that was an amazing experience in my life
0: oh wow yeah and the, that's yeah, great
1: and um, you have the opportunity to just meet people like John Carpenter and form these kind of relationships yeah just like at a, at a quiet bar in a, in a hotel <laughs> Well, I actually, it was his wife, Sandy, is how I met John. Because Sandy worked on one of the projects I worked on uh, called There's Mythology. It was very similar to uh, what Digger was working on, Love Legion. It was, a I think we had 160 different female artists who were looking to break out into the comics industry.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: was a big thing we did in
0: 2012. Mm-hmm. Nice. So when is your next book coming out? Not
1: this year, probably next year. And that's It the- takes me about two years to write them.
0: Okay, two years to write them. I and what's your writing process like? I go. I, first, I have to get inspired. So mm-hmm. something. Right now, I have. I got plenty
1: of inspiration for the first four. There's six stories and some fucked up shit witches. Mm-hmm. So I got the first four stories ready. Uh, I've already written one called Raven's Blood, which is the one that Digger was looking into about maybe making it into a short film.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I'm working on the creature in the woods right now, and then the next one will be Opia, and then the. After that, I have this one for, like, a high school reunion. So I pretty much, at first I get inspired, so that's how I am right now. I'm inspired. I know the stories I want to tell. Mm-hmm. Then I sort of think about it, and I get the whole thing in my head so I can see it like a movie before I sit down and I write it. And then I go to whichever bar I'm going to be writing in it. I'm usually am very loyal to like one bar while I'm writing. Mm-hmm. So this one will be written all at the W. Okay. That's cool.
0: Now, what if someone's listening to this and they decide that they're going to go hunt you down there?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm always fine meeting people. Okay. <laughs> I haven't had any bad experiences meeting anyone. I've been very fortunate.
0: Okay, good. That's
1: good. Well, you're also in L.A. and everybody there is pretty much used to being in the scene there, I feel like. Yeah. And, like, I think people are pretty really polite and appropriate. Okay. What I like to do is I like to meet people for terror readings because then they get a... It's something, first off, I I charge 20 bucks for it, which is the same price as my book. Mm -hmm. uh, It's kind of a way of screening them, because if they are willing to spend money on me, then I know they're actually, like, they spend money on me, you know. Yeah, but there's somebody else like that that we're talking to right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: <laughs> because like I want them to be. There's a difference between people that just want to, like vicariously watch my life, which is kind of creepy, or people that actually are fans of my work.
0: Right. And so the and the people work, who
1: want you to help them become another you. Basically. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And so they and the tarot readings are really fun, But
1: I make it enjoyable. And so I do meet and greets with with tarot. All of, so it wouldn't bother me if something met me at the at the W. It would just be hard because I can't. I have to write, and so I can't write if I'm talking to someone. So right. that be a mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I've had people invite me over to their studios and like, you can work here, you can bring it on your little computer, I need and you can write. I'm like, I can't write with someone watching me. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I get you, girl. Well, one day we, we're just going to have to um, keep a good eye on what you're doing because one day we're going to see what's happening with your life all over the screen. I have a feeling. That's great. Uh, it could take me 10 years, I don't know, but I'm sure. i for it. That's the ultimate goal is to get on to the big screen with it. But I've been in a couple of, I've got three movies. I've been on the big screen three times. Not for my own work, though. Well, that's not true. Technically, it's been my own work, because I would write the screenplay for both these two short films that they did. But I want, it's not my book, and I really want this book to be on the big screen someday. I just think it's be it. good. I'd I, I settle for Netflix myself <laughs> I would love
0: to be on Netflix that would be fine <laughs> well Nicole I wish you all the best with that um, with y- your future books and with your goals and your dreams of having them on the big screen also with your, your art and um, anybody, if you do decide to go look her up and, and go say hello, make sure you come ready to buy some books from her or to, and to pay for a tarot card reading. Don't go over there and just waste our time. We are- That's uh, exactly it, wasting time? Yes, yeah. we support artists around here or else you, you gotta go take that time wasting somewhere else. <laughs> uh, 100%. Nicole, tell everybody where they can find you on uh, where you want where them to find to like my Amazon page. And that's six S I X X. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's it. thing. You then
1: uh, add me on Instagram because I have five
0: thousand friends, friends on Facebook. So you can follow me on Facebook but I won't be able to add you. Mm-hmm. Um and on Instagram I'm at Nicole six Books. Are you on Twitter or I'm not on Twitter right now. Okay. I have a Twitter account but I'm not on it right now. Alright in her in your Amazon page you can find her Nicole Six there too. It's S I X X. All right. Well, awesome. thank, thank you so much. Is there anything you want our listeners to know about you before we call it a night? Anything no, we didn't, I didn't cover? cover? <laughs> I, I tried to. We tried to go through It bullet- <laughs> was great
1: meeting you. I will hopefully come to Houston very soon.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Nicole. All right. Have a good Bye. night. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex and Horror. Make sure you subscribe. And join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at chantalrene.com And I'm at diceygrinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See you, See you next week for Sex and, and Horror. horror.